say over a, a deep <coughs> lesson what Nusen explains of Ramnachman's teachings why did Hashem make it that we have to work for Panosa? One of the biggest things, the question is, why did Hashem make it that we all have to worry the work for the Panosa? You know, like the Chazal say, animals don't worry. The says he never saw a cow sitting worrying what he's going to eat tomorrow or a dog or a cat don't worry we humans well if there's nothing to, yeah they put away but they don't worry about panasa they just put away knowing the winter they don't worry and, uh, so it's interesting Lamosha the mothers points out a cow normally has food Grass bites the grass. Cow doesn't have such a problem with food. Other animals have to go hunting. That's not so simple. Even the, the lion, which is a very strong thing, he cannot eat grass. His main food is meat. So he has to do hunting. He has to stalk other animals. So there are animals that I have to make. I, I think the uh, lion uh, is busy um, eating uh, uh, the buffaloes in the in the wild, whatever it eats or the deers. It is the deers eat the grass. They don't have they don't look for food. They don't have worries about food. The lion already has already. He has to fight and work harder. But you never see a lion with the melushin worrying what I'm going to go eat tomorrow. And now we, on the other hand, we have to work and worry that we have to have panasa. So the question is really, why did Russia make this? Now, the Chayvis Avovis says an interesting thing. The Rishonim learned that the Rishonim made this a very simple thing. If people were not work, idle hands, they say in English, people not doing anything gets people into trouble. You know, when you have to work for Panasa, you have to work very hard to come home and to feed your wife and children, you don't get into trouble. If you don't have to work for your Panasa, then you, it's much easier, unfortunately, doing nothing you get into trouble. So, coming back, so that's how he explains. But the, and, and, and the Zoya says a very interesting thing in the Zoya a few times. The Zoya says that the Banishloilam cursed. The world. When Adam Rishon did Nuchet, he told them, "Bezeyas aperchu toichol lechem." With the sweat of your brow, you can eat bread. That means, in order to survive, you have to. And that comes from a curse. It's not a bracha. Really, is a curse. Now, but if a person, you know, um, it's the way a person looks at the panasa. That means a person has to work hard to make a panasa, but if a person is elch about the panasa, the panasa is a great mitzvah. A person goes every day and he says, I'm making a living. It's a mitzvah to make a living. I'm doing the Shem Shemaim, the living. Then it's a great mitzvah. It gets elevated. Your whole business, whatever you do, is like doing, doing a great mitzvah. You know, there's a very famous story of the Bar Shem Tov. 
The Vashemta once pointed out to his Chassidim, there's a guy who mamish lives on Mesidus Nefesh. Mamish. And one of us to me wanted to check this, this guy out. He comes, he sees a, he's a peasant. Peasant means nothing. He's a farmer. and He doesn't see any Torah, Yerushalayim. But he noticed that every time he eats, he eats to be strong. And finally, the story came out, his father was killed on Kiddush Hashem. That they told his father, either you bow down to the cross or we'll kill you. And his father, (coughs) (coughs) his father was a weak person and And he went very quickly. So he decided that he's going to be strong. So when his turn comes, that he's going to be dying, Kiddush Hashem, they're not going to be able to kill him so quickly. He'll die, Kiddush Hashem, much, much better. So every time he ate, he said, I'm eating. So the next, when the going, I'm going to catch me. They want to kill me. They won't be able to kill me. So he's going to have a better dying of a Kiddush Hashem. So it means his whole eating and his whole muhus was he wanted to, in his mind, he was a very simple person, thought that his whole eating, the whole thing, it should be on Kiddush Hashem. So his whole avoider was so greatly elevated. Same thing with Panasa. A person has to make Panasa, but he tells himself that Panasa will, will be uh, elevated. He's doing the Shem Shemayim. That means I go to work because it's a mitzvah to go to work. Hashem wants me to go to work and I'm to do the right thing by going to work. I'll be honest. I won't be, I'll be truthful. Then this whole thing is a mitzvah. Now, the truth is there is even a more profound thing. And I want to explain this. That Yaakov Avini stole the brachas from Esau. So there's a famous question. Why did Yitzchak want to give the brachas to Esau? Yaakov had to steal it. Well, first of all, why would Yitzchak give the bracha to Esau? Didn't realize truly who Esau is. And even if you want to say that he didn't realize, but he surely knew that Yaakov is a big tzaddik. No matter what, you know, Esau was not the big master in yeshiva. He was a troubled teen, Esau. And he knew that. So Esau fooled them thinking that, you know, that he keeps the mitzvahs. But the bottom line there is that even though he thought he kept the mitzvahs, but uh, Esau was uh, not Yaakov. You know, you could have a, someone who's great, great, someone who's not so great. So he didn't think, see, between Yaakov and Esau, there's a huge difference. Yaakov is the big, big tzaddik, Esau of the Russia. So father makes a mistake and thinks Esau is not a Russia, but doesn't make him the, a big, big tzaddik. You know what I mean? Okay, he's not. Uh, you were fooled. But how was it that he wanted to give the brachas to him? So there's many answers, and uh, many in the Farshah Torah say this answer. Bill Terrell said that what really Esau, Yitzchak wanted to give the bracha to Esau, he wanted that he should be the one who makes panasa and to support the Torah. To really support the Torah, that means that Esau should be blessed, that and Esau should have the panasa. The Pusik says when the Sheikh is going to come, how is the panasa going to be? Of Omdi Zurem, when Mashiach comes, they're going to be the foreigners who are going to do all our work, we're able to sit and learn. 
That's how it's going to be. Zura means the non-religious, the non-Jews the non are going to the goyim, are going to work, and the supporters. Originally was Yitzchak thought that Yaakov is Ishtam Yosef Olam. He thought Esav is also a good guy. Let him support the Torah and the Ishkut should be. Because he realized that there is the Zahamas Anuchash means the Koyach is still in the world. That means till till the Oilam Atikin, there's going to be another time where just be like Udamarishim before he sinned. Udamarishim before he sinned, he didn't have to worry about anything. Bread grew on the tree. You're like a cow doesn't worry about anything. He lay down, he slept comfortable, he didn't have to worry. It was like uh, no, nothing. We, everything we do becomes so complicated. We need to eat, our food is complicated, you know. I always think to myself, an animal eats grass, that's it. You don't have to prepare it, you don't have to salt it, you don't have to cook it. A, 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 a lion eats the animal, eats it raw. We till we eat something, we have to take the wheat kernel, turn it into bread. Do you know how many work goes in to turn that into bread? And then, what type of bread? And then that's not good enough. We want some taste on the bread. Some eggs on the bread, or some, some fish on the bread. And then we need a plate. Then we need a fork. We need a knife. Until we eat a piece of bread, and we have to live someplace, you know, animals build birds for themselves. We need a house, and we need this big, and we need that, and we need one that. It's a whole, 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 everything we do, we need, becomes incredible, complicated. So the emphasis, the Mashiach will come, there'll be an after Mashiach, what's called Oilem Atikin. The Ramban explains when the be oilamat here, when the finally taken will be, the be like Udamrishi before he sinned. Udamrishi before he sinned, he had uh, no, he was like, he had to do nothing. Had, everything was, you know, prepared for him. But, but Mashiach is going to come, it's not going to be yet the oilamat taken. There's going to be Panasa, but the Goyim are going to support us. Yaakov uh, was the plan for, for Yitzchak was that Yaakov should learn. Esau should support him. He thought Esau without Madreg, it turned out not to be. Now, the reason for this is another uh, very deep reason. See, this is explained. See, when a person really wants something to do, it's going to be done. The reason it's not done, he didn't want it enough. I once explained this before. You really want something very, very badly. It's gonna. Sometimes you want, but not enough badly. You know, you you will want, but not not enough. You're not enough. You put your effort out. But if a person really, really wants something very, very, very badly, you see this in, in all walks of life, from young children to an adult to to who knows what. I've said always the story. I had a nephew that I remember when he was about 12 or 13 years old, and the palm came out, the palm pilot. It cost $250, imagine. And he was so determined to have it that he made, called me up, what happens if I learn this summer, and I know the temple out by heart, how much would I sponsor him, give him for that? And he did, he, he did chores at home. At the end of the summer, he made it. He was so determined you know, when a person wants something badly, he does it. If we don't do something, we don't want it so badly. And that's so motivated. So I, I tell people, always tell this to people who have a hard time getting married. So I told a guy recently, 
You think if I tell, give you $20 million, you'll be married in six weeks? He says, Rabbi, for $20 million, I'll be married next week. It just, it, it's like, you, uh, they're not motivated. He says, you're not getting married, it's not the money. You're not motivated. If you've been motivated, you would have gotten married. Whatever reason it is, there is a koich, the rotzain is the root of Yiddishkeit. What you want, you're going to do. If you don't want it enough, you do a little bit. You really want it badly, you'll do it very, very, very much. So, when a person wants very, very, very badly something, it's going to be done. So, the, to explain this, now, see this, Yitzchak was, represents Yera. Yera means awe. Avroam was chesed. Yitzchak was Yera. The awe, the Yera, that Yitzchak was being had, that's what... That's why we notice that in, it, in the second Baruch Hashem Esra, which talks about Mechai Mason, which represents Yitzchak, you know, the three Baruchas, first three Baruchas, first Baruch represents Avram, second Baruch is Yitzchak, the third Baruch is Yaakov. Second Baruch talks about the Gevuros, Ato Giboy Le'olam Hashem, talks about the strength of Hashem, and how he's going to make Tchias Mason. Yit, the schus of Tchias Mason is going to come through Yitzchak. Yitzchak is the ultimate thing that's going to bring Tchias That is the great Yerushimayim. The more Yerushimayim you have, the more you want to do the right thing. The more you want to do the right thing, the more you're going to get Yerushimayim. And the, the more you have Yerushimayim, the less you have to work on your panosa. That's why in the second brach of Shaman Esra, talks about same baruch of the same talamut baruch. Mentions panosa in a short way, but the tal in motor is it represents the panosa that a person has. So the more yerushalayim a person has, the more he's awed by Hashem, the greater the awe, the more he wants to do the right thing. See, like a person as he goes on life, he has to push himself to do more things. That makes life interesting. Other life is boring, I tell people. But the truth is, the more a person realizes the greatness of Hashem, the more awed he's by Hashem, the more he's going to do the right thing. You get much more motivated. So, but really, again, the panacea comes from the curse of other Marishan Gat, the sweat of your brow you can eat. This, the, 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 the sweat of the brother we work so hard for the panasa is a, really a curse but the bracha is the more Yerushimayim you take into yourself the more awe you take into yourself the more you push away the negativity the more the blessings of Hashem is with the person there's another reason why panasa is a, such a challenge you know there's two great things in the world that challenge a person. Which is, uh, uh, one thing is panosa, is a huge, huge challenge. The second challenge is the building a Jewish home, having a wife, having the right things to do, which we call the, the sexuality, which you said the Yetzirah the, the of money, the Yetzirah of sex is very big. Now money comes, the Yetzirah of money comes, because we don't believe everything about shared. We believe if only I would win the lottery, then everything would be good. I always hear that from people. If, if I would have had money, then I would have done this, I would have done this, I don't have money. I've seen people with a lot of money and they have tzorahs as much as you or more. 
I always tell the people in my shul, there's rich sorrows and there's poor sorrows. There's rich problems and poor problems. So there's a rich ones have their problems with poor. So, but the, 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 the money is an incredible challenge of your faith to Hashem. You go, you, when you make panasa, it's a challenge. Are you going to be honest or not? Uh, you know, all the dintoides that people have comes from dishonesty. Very interesting medish last week's parsha. The medish says that the sun, the day, borrows from the night, and the night borrows from the day. So the medish, what does it mean? Really, the day is supposed to be 12 hours, and the night is supposed to be 12 hours. But we know that only happens twice a year, the equinox. You know, it's always two days of the year, it's exactly, then it starts to fluctuate. So all year round, the day borrows from the night. The summer, we can have longer days. And then the winter, he pays them back, says the Medrash. Medrash says, That means, but day borrows from the night. There's no tumult, no one writes documents. No one writes anything. It's peacefully done. Come down to this world. You want to give a loan to someone. You want to collect a payment. It's a whole tumult. Sign me the paper. I need two signatures. It becomes a whole, 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 whole sort of a, a, a difficult tumult. So what, what is, why is this so? Because in this world, the sheker rests, the lie, the deceit, the itzahara. And that is the challenge of faith. How much faith are you going to have in the Rebbe to know that you're going to, you know, even I'm going to be honest, I'm not going to lose out. That's very challenging. Sometimes very tempting. A guy tells me, he tells me that he, you know, does things not so kosher, you know, the, the government things. I said, you know, if you, are, you have your shemaim, you shouldn't do it. You know, but it's a lot of money. Yeah, you're going to get the money other ways. That's not going to help you. But it's a challenge. And, and every, not just that, in every business deal. Am I going to be honest? I'm going to write everything down. I'm going to work devoted hours that I was hired for. I'm not going to work the devoted hours. It's a great challenge. Your honesty, your muna comes out. The greatest thing that the Rabbani Shalom has from us is our faith in him. See, the greatest connection that a man has to his wife is how much they trust each other, how much they believe in each other, how much they respect each other. If a person doesn't trust another person, I don't trust you. You can't live under one roof. I don't trust. If you don't trust, it's gone. The whole relationship out. The Muna is the greatest power. I believe in the Rabbani Shalom. I believe he watches me and he's there with me. And the fact you believe, that makes the greatest relationship. And that is the test of money. Money is the test. Are you going to be honest or are you not going to be honest? And the second part is the Eitzahara, which is uh, building a family. That's why you notice it says by Kriyas Yamsev, the, the difficulty of Kushi Kriyas Yamsev, the, the, uh, the, 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 when Chazal want to say great miracles about the Kriyas Yamsev, they say the Panosas Kushi Kriyas Yamsev, making a living is so difficult, splitting the sea, and finding a wife is so difficult, splitting the sea. Both is the most important thing is the challenge the person has. person has... The most that takes a person's mind is his panosa and his wife, having a being married life. 
or the vice versa, woman being married. That is the that demands the amuna. That's why it's compared to Kriyas Yamsev. Because the Christians show how the Rebbe could do. The ocean is standing. I could split it, and you could cross it. I could split it, you'll find a zivik. I could split it, and you'll find your panasa. But that demands faith in the Rebbe Nishalayim. And that's not so easy. That's why, you know, Muna is something you got to think about, talk about, chew about. It doesn't come by itself. Gotta you know realize how the Bunchlam created the world, how he made us. And mostly the person the more you think about Hashem, the more you can have a relationship with him. It's like with any person. The more you think about them, the more you, you talk to them or you text them or you email them, if you close, the less you do it, the relationship is suffering. It doesn't make a difference who it is. Could be your own child, but your own child living far away, you don't talk to them not so often. It's you know, it's your child, but you don't feel so close as the child living next door who visits you all the time. So the, the relationship with Hashem depends on your muna, what you realize every day. And faith has to be brought into a person every day. Every day we have to know the Rebunishan create created this day the way it is. It's not that we woke up today and and it was a yesterday. Today is a new day. I often tell people, I explain this to people very often, that, you know, when I came to L.A., and I didn't speak English well, I'm walking on the street, I won't forget the story, it was Shabbos, and we meet another person, and the guy says to the other, how are you? Hanging in there. I'm walking, I don't know, what does a hanging in there mean? hanging in there hang in there means that you know I'm barely living holding on to the ropes I don't want to live hanging in there I want to live but the truth is it's what how you decide for yourself the person who says I'm just hanging in no you should live today today is your day of your life no matter how difficult it is it's your day that freshness comes with the amuna that a person has in Hashem Chadoshin Labkarim, that means the freshness comes the way you have faith. And if you believe that the Rabbani Shalom is with you every day, you, your freshness of life and the challenge of life you could face. Life is extremely challenging. It's very challenging. But the faith that a person has in the Rabbani Shalom helps them. You know, there's a reason why, and I have to do this, and how I'm going to do this. See, most people, I've said this often here, most people want to wake up in the morning and thinking today is going to be a smooth day. Everything will be great. It's never that way. You get up in the morning and the day brings you a lot of challenges. You've got to do this. You've got to take care of this. You've got to take care of this. It doesn't work. Everything is positive. You've got to take care of this and you've got to take care of that. Because in life, it's like it's the... The balance, what's going to happen to us, the challenge, what's going to happen to us, that's the test that the Bonishim gives us. You've thrown another test, and that's the Bonishim. How are you going to deal with it? And the Bonishim sends every person exactly their test, custom-made. Now, I always tell people, you are custom-created. You know, there's no one who looks like you. No one. So, you know, sometimes you have custom-limited edition of cars made. 
They're all 500, 1,000 look alike. No one looks alike like you. Not that no one looks alike. No one, the Rizal says, no one ever, ever went through what you went through. And every day is a different day. And every day, the Rabbani Shalom makes it uh, exactly what it is good for you. This is what you need to go through. This is your challenge. We didn't ask Hashem. He didn't ask us. He didn't tell us, you know, do you want this challenge or do you want that challenge? Do you want to join this club or do you want to join that club? Then we could say we chose it. We didn't choose. The Mishnah says, You were born without choice. We didn't come down to this world and Hashem says, do you want to come down? You want to choose the neighborhood you live in? You want to do some shopping around and see where you're going to live, where your parents are going to be? Nothing. We were sent down without free choice. And we're going to live without our choice. And we're going to die without our free choice. Isn't it amazing? The most important thing in life, we have no choice. We have no choice to be born. We have no choice to live. And we have no choice how we're going to die, when, where, and how. Very, 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 that's what the Mishnah says. If you learn the Mishnah's Pirkov, it's exactly what the Mishnah says. That, the Rebunshtam, the same thing. It's not only the Chai, how you're going to live. You have a choice to make it a good, your life into good, but what the day you're going to bring and how you're going to, you know, a headache, a tragedy, panosa, how you're going to handle that, that Rebunshtam, it wants to see how you're going to handle That's the challenge. That challenge is from other Mauritian after he sent till Mashiach comes. Yaakovini also didn't ask Hashem, you know, didn't ask Hashem, you know, if sent down a brother, a twin brother, who's going to hate me. He came down, and he had a brother who wanted to kill him. His uncle wanted to kill him. His father-in-law wanted to kill him. Imagine, your own father-in-law Want, not only kill him, wants to kill his grandchildren. A frightening thing. That could be not to run. So, you know, the, this is the bunch of them. Wrote the script, and this is what your challenge is going to be. He wrote for everyone their script. From A to Z. And sometimes we fail, sometimes we don't. It all depends on us. And the most important is to be aware. The more you're aware you're living, the more you wait, you have a challenge, the better you could do it. Not being aware about life is, very, is not good. Being aware that I'm living and I have mitzvahs to do. And, and, and the muna makes a person aware of the life and the mitzvahs that he's doing. But unfortunately... Most people wake up in the morning and don't think, how is my relationship with Hashem? I always joke that women are always busy wanting to know how the relationship is going. And I'm not, I'm not so busy with that. But I, when I asked women, I asked my daughters, do you ever worry about how your relationship with Hashem? No, that we don't think about. And if you ever ask someone, how is your relationship with Hashem, with God? He'll look at you strange. People ask each other, how's your Sean Baez going? That I've noticed. How's your Panasa going? I also noticed. Ask a guy, how's your relationship with Hashem? This guy's a flaky guy. 
And the most important thing of life is how's your relationship with Hashem? I feel close to Him. The Davan. That is the most important thing. And the more you have a relationship with Hashem, the more life becomes much more peaceful. You understand that this is what Hashem gave you, the challenge. So, coming back, what Rabbi says, the greater the Yerushalayim you have, the greater the will you have, the greater the Rotson you have, he says, then the Rabbi gives you the Panosa easier. Because when you have Yerah, you want to do the right thing. And what he says, Rabbi says a very, very profound thing. He says, the more you want to do the right thing, the right thing is going to be done. They have to want, not to give up. Very often we want to do the right thing and we just give up. I'm not going to overcome this habit. I'm just, this is why I am. No, you should never give up. See, he says also another very, very, very important thing in Nachman. He says another important factor is I've often said is the happiness. Because the happier you are, the less stressed you are about the things. And you could, you could think much better. You could have a difficult day and be aware that it's a difficult day and I'm going to do the right thing. Happiness keeps a person focused. Never notice when you're happy, you're focused much, much better. When you're not happy, you're not so focused. Happiness helps a person to be focused. This is this is my day. Like, oh, look out the, the Sunday. We are so blessed with our weather. The question is, how are we going to use today's day? Which way are we going to use it? pointed out in Shul this week that you'll notice that in the week's Parsha everything is seven, 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 seven. Everything. From the beginning of a Parsha, a Koyin is only allowed to go to the Levaya of seven of his relatives. It's seven. Father, mother, daughter, son, brother, sister, and his wife, spouse. It's seven. And the Torah says about seven days of Pesach, seven days of Sukkot, Shavuos is seven times seven, Shavuos is called seven. Everything is surrounded by seven. Go through Kemat the Shivasim Tachas Imoy. Kemat continuously there's things about seven, seven, seven. And there's a, there's a very powerful thing in Kabbalah to explain, but in simple, the Baral explains this world is six dimensions. And the middle is the seventh. Because there has to be a middle in order to be a six dimensions. That's why the six days of the week. Shabbos is the center. Shabbos is the center of our life. Everything is surrounded in Shabbos. Before Shabbos, after Shabbos. So, it, it, it's, it's the, the reason is for this. The, the, the days go six and a Shabbos. Six and a Shabbos. We have six challenges every, every week. Every day is a different challenge. Shabbos brings an inner peace on the study of a person. 
So really, six days a week, you have to work. You know, I tell people, even if you don't work, you work. Because not doing anything is also big work. You ever noticed? Yes, you ever noticed that people, I noticed in my shul, the people who do the least will never get something. You can't ask them to do something for the shul. If people do the most, if you want something done, ask a busy person. You ever noticed that? And it was my show. You want something to be done? Ask him. There's a guy who doesn't work. He's retired. And he comes and ask him one time, just do me a favor. Close the shoe. I don't have time. Sits around. You know. That's it is. Is because a person. So it's besides as many. Simple. But the, the, the thing is. Person who's alert and is aware. Uses his time much better. When you're happy. You also use the time. When you do nothing, you're not happy. You don't feel productive. Happiness brings production. When you produce, you're happy. And Shabbos is the center of the brings happiness for the whole week. As I said, Shabbos is the simcha of the week. Shabbos is the panos of the week. Shabbos is, the, is our core center. Any, any questions? say one thing and the way to that's very true to say is one thing and let me explain what he said there's a very famous story of the Chem de no it's a very simple story he was a very he was a he was a before he became rabbi he didn't want to take money he was a brilliant man he had a yeshiva and he was a businessman and he had people working for him so he had a yeshiva and there was a boy in his yeshiva who lost his father and they literally had no money. His mother was struggling. And he went through a terrible, terrible, terrible time in life. And the Roshiva was just to tell him that, you know, everything's bashet and everything's going to be good and it's for the good and it's for the good. There came a telegram to the Yeshiva that his boat with all his merchandise sank and everything is gone. So they're debating who to go to tell the Roshiva. So he volunteered and he went in and he told the Roshiva again. That's, you know, it's so hard. And again, he gave him chizik. So he says to the Rishiva this way, if someone should tell me that I won the lottery, I'll be dancing. Someone should tell me I lost any, everything, I'm not going to be dancing, I'll be screaming. So no, no, you have to say, you know, if I win something, I have to dance. If I lose, so he tells the Rebbe, Rebbe, dance, dance. You lost everything. What do you mean I lost everything? Telegram came that your whole ship sank. And the Rebbe, the Rosh Hashiva, passed out. When he get back to himself, he says, till now I thought I understood, now I realize I don't understand. 
Now, what really this means, this story means, that a person has to prepare himself every day to know that everything is bashed. Not to walk around thinking that, you know, it's like someone told me, when is the left shoe going to fall off, when the other shoe is going to fall off, whatever they say in English. No, he's got to know life has its challenges for everyone. Everyone who's alive. If you're breathing, life is challenging. What are you going to do? How are you going to live? So if you prepare yourself every day, today's a good day, thank Hashem. And when the challenge comes, I'll wait for the challenge. In business, in business, right? Sometimes it's things smooth. Sometimes every screw is a problem. But you know that you know the business, and that's how it goes. Certain things is very difficult till I get it done, till I get my money paid. You know, I mean, you know, you know the business in and out, and you prepare yourself for a difficult day. Same thing with our life. The more a person has faith in the Rebbeinu Shloilam, the more when difficulties comes, oh, okay, this is the challenge that Hashem gave me. I said the story often. I had a couple who, unfortunately, had Tay-Sachs children. And they knew that the children are going to die. He had twins. Tay-Sachs. Tay-Sachs is illness. a child is born with a genetic illness, which they don't live till three years old, and they, they pass away. And it's very, very difficult to watch. So they were just, you can imagine, beyond... Approachable. I said to them, can you imagine that if a wealthy person, Beverly Hills, tells you I'm paying you $5 million, take care of these children for two, three years? No problem. For $5 million? It's a great job. It's a two, three years. And the, the woman who gets paid just as a nurse and how's it called? Hospice or, you know, long term, whatever. They work there. This is, the, this is where they get paid. It's just the pain is you. It's because why me? Why do you look at it as a punishment? I was punished with these children. Instead of saying you are hired to take care of these children, see if you look at it as a terrible punishment, it's very hard to accept. It is. A, it is partially a punishment, no question. But you look at it. It is exactly what Hashem knows best for me. The more you say this to yourself, the more the challenge of life becomes much easier. You don't take it personally. This is the challenge that Hashem gave me. This is what I got to do.
No. No, no. There's, there's a, see, let me explain something. Sometimes that's true, but that's rare. I mean, there is problem. Let me explain this. Often, living in a certain place could be more harsh, the dinam. Because the mother says, you know, certain uh, uh, sins causes more harsh judgment. But you have to be someone super great to see. Because the service that goes on in this community, every community has. There's no community that's free. It's general problems, people losing a child and getting this. These are problems that every community... Yeah, well... Yeah, but I'm saying, but it is... It's true, it's a very terrible thing, but... But this happens, these things happen in every community. You'll have such a thing. It's not just here. You will go to Borpike, go to Cronheights, go to Winsburg. There is such a thing. I grew up, I had a cousin. Every child passed away at the age of 20. Age, at age of 20, every child of his company and genetic, even the doctors couldn't figure out, finally figured it out what it was. Just horrendous. It's a cousin of mine. So we don't know why the Rebbein does it and why, but it is when there's many, many tzoros, then you have to work. But this is the, the R standard things, which is common. It's common that people lose the panasa. It's common that people pass away. It's common. And there's Mech, Baruch Hashem. You have to look at the other side of the coin. The older people live much longer than they ever lived. You know, in the old generation, not many people live more than 70, 75. Not very much today. People live to 80, to 90, Baruch Hashem. I have a mother still alive, fully Baruch Hashem. It's a very old lady. It's full of... Uh, we live one much longer. The health the Baruch Hashem gave us and the medicine that the Baruch Hashem gave us. And we forget also the positive things. We have lived a life that no one ever lived so comfortable. No one. I think the air condition is working here, isn't it? The Gishmak. They think King Solomon had an air condition working by him. He could have had a thousand wives, but he didn't have an air conditioner working for him. In one way, you know, it's true, but the other way, there's, we are blessed beyond, beyond comprehension. We don't focus on the blessing part. No one goes around thinking, wow, I have a car. King Solomon would pay who knows money to get hold of a car. See, we focus, it's much easier to focus what goes wrong than to focus what is good. It's always that way. Always, always that way. You have to train your mind. It's very important. You've got to train your mind to see the good that's around you. Because naturally, we don't look what's good around us. Naturally, we focus, this is no good, this is no good. When you look at a person, the first thing you see, what's wrong, not what's good. See, my type, not my type. Is this a, you know, you look at, the, when you drive down the street, at a quiet moment, most of us think about, not, you don't think about, as, as what's his name, the good things happening to you. You think, I wish this would go, I wish I would have money for this, I wish I would have money. You don't think, Baruch Hashem, I'm alive. Baruch Hashem, I have a day to live. We get, our mind 
wanders into negativeness. If you notice, the Guam Vilnagun says a very profound thing. He says, the mind of a person, if you don't hold it, the default is wandering into negative things. The default of a person is by men and sexuality or, or looking at the problems that's in life. You don't, no one fantasizes, I can't wait, Mincha should come. When Dava Mincha. The poor. But it's, yes, it's true. But poor man means has nothing to eat. It's true. There are people who are homeless, who don't have what to eat. You're right. But most of us don't have that. Most of us don't work. Most people, even, you know that? The people are not well. If they want, they can live in a house. They don't want. You know, homeless don't want to live in a house. Do you know that? Most of the homeless. I had a guy who's, uh, who comes to Chabad. And I forget, so he was a homeless, and he told me very clearly. I mean, people tried to talk to him. I forgot his name was. He still having the kailo and the ritvish and and he didn't want to live in a house. He liked to live outside. Anyways, you should smile this week. You should walk around with a great, great smile, and you should have a fushalema. And the, the tray, try, try. I want to challenge you all. Try to walk around with a smile from morning to night. Tell me the end of the day was your day better 